Hey, hello everybody. Uh, welcome to this Macmillan Cafe session. If you've never been to a Macmillan Cafe session before, this is a Macmillan webinar. It's this size, you can see that. And this is a Macmillan Cafe session. It's espresso, short and sweet. So this is like 10 minutes. I'm gonna begin immediately. Um, if you can remember that far back, I'm sure that you'll agree that life as a teenager can be quite difficult. Um, you're not exactly a child and you're not exactly an adult. Uh, you want to be independent, but uh, you're still depending on your parents, on your family. Um, that's typical of any uh, adolescent in the past. I would say that in 2021, there are some other extra problems nowadays um, being an adolescent. We've got obviously the problems that are happening at the moment of isolation because of confinement. We've got bad news all around us. We've got fake news. We've got cyberbullying. We've got extra stress from school, from uh, the demands of education passing exams. Now, this is not to uh, depress you with all this negativity, but I think that the fact that teenagers today are having a hard time is one of the main reasons maybe why today we are focusing more and more on social and emotional intelligence. Um, I think that um, the problems that teenagers have, their well-being are all a question of confidence, of feeling good. Now, on uh, the 3rd of March, on Wednesday, the 3rd of March, next week, I'll be doing a full-sized, a full-sized big Macmillan webinar uh, talking about social and emotional learning. Today, I want to focus on one small element of social and emotional intelligence. I want to talk about tenacity and perseverance and persistence, uh, resilience, grit, and um, how do those words make you feel? How do you feel about the word tenacious? or persistent, resilient. Personally, they are some of my favorite words in English. I love those words. Tenacious, it means like you hold on, you hold fast, you don't let go. Resilient means that you bounce back. So when you have a hard time and it pushes you backwards, you recover your position, you go back to your normal position. They're all words that I think are particularly strong and they are words that educationalists are studying more and more. What is the relationship between education and tenacity? So we can all have talent, but if you don't work hard, if you're not tenacious, if you're not resilient, then um, I would say that you're going to be slightly less successful in your studies and in your lives. So the question now is how can we help our teenage students in an English language classroom to be tenacious, persistent, and resilient. Uh, that's what I want to share with you in this 10-minute session. I think that firstly, what we can do to help our students to become more tenacious is to help them to have a more positive response to correction. When you learn a language, mistakes are inevitable, and we have to really make it clear to our students that mistakes are part of learning. You might have heard fail, F-A-I-L, the first attempt in learning. Making a mistake is not a problem. The important thing is to learn from your mistakes. I think the second thing that we need to do is to encourage our students to be more confident and resilient as listeners. Um, 
we all know the situation. You're doing a listening and a student misses an answer and they immediately crumble. They immediately get deflated. They immediately panic and they give up. We need to remind our students never to give up when they're listening. If they may, may miss one answer, that's not a problem. The idea is to listen to the next one, stay calm, listen to the next answer. Um, when students are reading, some students give up because there are difficult words. They find two or three words they don't understand and they stop. Let's remind them that the important thing is the gist, the general information, the general message in the text. So we need to make clear that they shouldn't give up just because there are one or two difficult words. I think we also need to encourage our students to realize that they will have strengths and weaknesses learning a language. Learning a language is very complex. Some students are very good at fluency and not so good at accuracy. Some are good at listening, but not so good at reading. Some are good at speaking and not so good at writing. We need to help students to realize that it's okay to have your strengths and it's okay to have your weaknesses. We can work on our weaknesses, but it's a natural thing that we can't be perfect in all the different skills, in all the different elements of language learning. We also need to help our students to be realistic about long-term goals. Um, recently, I went to my post office and I saw that they had a book, Learn English in Seven Days. We just need to make it clear to our students that that is not the question. There is a long-term goal, which is to learn English to an advanced level, but we need short-term goals. Uh, a short-term goal could be learning to write an email, a simple email correctly. Using those um, can-do statements, I can understand a simple conversation about the holidays. Short-term goals, and if we keep on making those little steps, then we're going to get to our final destination. Um, but we need to be realistic that, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, as we say. Another thing that we can do is to point out the aims of the activities that we're doing. And something that I read recently, which I think is really interesting, it's pointing out to our students that learning isn't always fun. Now that sounds strange, right? But learning isn't always about fun and games. Learning also takes hard work and we need our students to be ready to sort of accept that hard work. A good example would be if you want to be a top tennis player or if you want to be the best guitarist in the world, then a lot of your practice will be maybe playing the same shot a hundred times, a thousand times, uh, playing the same chord or note on your guitar again and again. That's not fun probably. I, I imagine that any guitarist or tennis player would say that part is not fun. When you're learning a language, there are moments that maybe are not fun, but that we have to do them because they help us to build that overall well-rounded learner of English. So I think it's good to remind our students about that. Another thing that we can do is just pointing out, I mentioned tennis players and basketball players, let's point out the importance of tenacity and resilience and persistence in other fields. And uh, there are some great quotations which I've sometimes seen on the walls of classrooms. And uh, I could recommend you putting this up uh, for your students to motivate them. One is the famous quotation by Michael Jordan, probably one of the best basketball players ever. He said, I failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed. 
So that's a great example for our students. Okay, you can fail and you can fail and you can fail, but with resilience and with tenacity, you can actually overcome the situation and win. Another famous quotation, Thomas Edison, of course, the great inventor, he said, genius is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. And again, some students probably think that, you know, for some people, English is really easy, but that they're not good at English. The question is, you can be good, you can have talent, but you also need to work hard. Um, and that, that's something that we need to just inspire our students to do, to keep on at it. And another famous quotation, possibly Coleman Cox, who said this, I'm sure it will sound familiar. I'm a great believer in luck. And I find the harder I work, the more I have of it. Great quotation. And it's all about, yes, some people probably think sometimes in an exam, you can be lucky or unlucky. The question is not really that, is it? The question is that the harder you work, the luckier you will be. And I think, you know, for our teenage students, that message is really important. And then finally, um, what we can do is to help our students when in certain situations they are stuck. Again, it's a great expression in English, right? I'm stuck. When you say you're stuck, it means you can't continue, you can't complete the activity you're trying to do. And um, it's not just teenagers, is it? In our own lives, often we feel we're doing something and we're stuck. When I'm writing a book, sometimes I feel like I'm stuck. So here's some advice. Here are some things that we can do when we get stuck on any activity. First is the typical piece of advice. Talk to other people about the problem. Ask your teacher, ask your classmates, ask your friends, ask your family, but try and find somebody who can maybe help you to get unstuck. Secondly, um, just draw on your own experience and knowledge. So maybe you've been in this situation before. Maybe you were stuck last week doing something similar. What did you do then? Where could you go to find some sort of solution to the problem? So um, think about what you did last time and that will maybe help you. The other piece of advice which helps me when I'm writing and finding it difficult to continue, take a break, okay? So you're doing a problem, take a short break, do something completely different, do some physical exercise, do something completely different and see if when you come back, you feel like you're refreshed and you have a new vision of the problem. And similar to that, uh, just try and do something completely different. You're trying to work out a problem in a particular way. Well, try and work it out in a completely different way. Maybe by taking a completely strange and unusual approach, you can find a new solution to the problem that you've got. And finally, and this is honestly one of the things that I find most useful in my own life when I'm stuck on something, is break things down into smaller pieces. You've got a big problem in front of you. All you have to do is to take it into smaller blocks and try and break it down, do the easiest things first. I love this Chinese proverb uh, that the longest journey begins with one step. So when you're stuck, when your students are stuck on a big problem, they feel like they can't continue, they're having problems with doing English, for doing writing, listening, then analyze the problem, break it down into smaller pieces and take each step at a time. Okay, well, I thank you very much for listening to me. I wanted to uh, remind you again then that on uh, the 3rd of March, which is next Wednesday, I'll be doing a full complete session 
on social emotional learning, looking at different features, not just tenacity and resilience, uh, looking at how our students, we can help them to uh, deal with adversity. And uh, I can also recommend a Macmillan webinar uh, by Emma Reynolds, where she's talking about playing with emotions mindfully. Okay, thank you for being tenacious and sticking with me for this, um, this mini uh, coffee session. Uh, and I hope to see you next week. Thank you for listening. Goodbye and have a great day.